We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the home stretch, ESPN at Kansas City, here on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Kyle behind the glass. Kyle, how are you? Doing well, man. As an NFL fan, though, a little bit disappointed in all the injuries we saw last it night. It sucks, man. And we'll get to all that as Joe Burrow now likely out for the year, looking like he's going to have to get surgery on that wrist. Mark Andrews also likely done due to that ankle injury. And I'll talk about that in a little more detail because of the drop tackle. But also today, Kyle, you're here on a Friday. You haven't done many Fridays with me. Dylan's here most Fridays. You know what that means. What does that mean? You get to do the look ahead, the weekend look ahead, and go through each game. I will say in your your defense here, should be an easy one because you go through the list of games this week. Unless you have some stones and ready to pick some upsets, right? Not a lot of great games. I, I need to probably listen back to Dylan's picks because he's probably got a pattern or something. I know he's a big Packers guy for some reason. <laughs> I hope he came off that. Uh, he has a little bit. He has a little bit. I, I, I will also say we thought there were gonna be a lot of bad games last weekend with no Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles. And we were left with uh, great games. Five or six games decided on a game-winning field goal. I mean, it was absolutely nuts. So one can hope. One can hope that continues. Uh, All right, let's start with the big news, and that is Joe Burrow out for the season, likely needing surgery. He has a torn ligament in his right wrist, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Um, he said that he felt a pop in the second quarter when he left the game. And then obviously you saw on the sideline, if you're watching, he tried to throw a football. And quite frankly, it was sad to watch. Like, he could not bring the ball back, couldn't get any pressure on the ball, and just fell out of his hand. And he immediately just went went down. with like, nope, uh-uh. Um, Burroughs said he was just going to try and tape it up and give it a shot, but that he just couldn't. Yeah, you, you could tell right away. There, there was a torn ligament. There was something wrong. And there's all those reports going around because leading up to the game, he he had a video on Twitter, the Bengals did, of him getting off the team bus with a soft cast on his right hand, allegedly. And then uh, the Bengals later deleted that post. So I understand not necessarily going into extreme detail if a guy's a full participant and you're like, well, he, he participated at practice. Yeah, he's wearing this, but he's a full participant. It's just a bruise. It's just this, that, and the other. I understand that, but when you get into bed with gambling, with betting, they need to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Again, as someone who's not a big gambler personally, I can see it both sides, but when you do get into bed with gambling and you are a starting quarterback, one of the best in the NFL, it's the only game on the slate Thursday night football, 
to his throwing hand, and there's something wonky about it that seemingly is unreported. It is not a good look. Yeah, people who cover that stuff and make predictions and bet serious money, they're going to be pissed off about that, not having all the information available. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. And again, it's a tough line because maybe the Bengals didn't do anything wrong. Maybe it was a case that he was a full participant, and by the rules, that is all you have to identify. But when you see that coming off, and then the, the, the post is deleted, and then all of a sudden it's the same hand, there are going to be question marks, right or wrong. When you get in bed with gambling, these are the results. The NFL is investigating the Bengals' reporting of Burrow's injury status in the lead-up to last night's game. Uh, the league does routinely look into matters of compliance with his injury report policy, and violations, though, could still result in team fines or lost draft picks. Um, the NFL had warned teams at spring owners' meetings that they were required to list all injuries. Again, it, it's difficult. And I, saw, I think it was Mitchell Schwartz uh, on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, I'm still going to say Twitter. X is just, I don't like it. So it's still Twitter to me. I'm old. It's, I'm still, the, it's, it's still, still the Oakland Raiders, still the San Diego uh, <laughs> Chargers. St. Louis Rams, damn it. Um, but on Twitter, Mitchell Schwartz was kind of getting into it with some people being like, do you want him to list every single thing? Because I also understand the thought process of week 11. They're all injured at this point. It's the NFL. Every single player is dealing with something. They are not 100%. And so he was saying, do you want them to list every single minor ailment? And I get that point of it. And if the NFL was not partnered with a lot of these gambling sites, I would say, no, I don't want you to. You're fine how you have it. But when you do have this relationship with gambling and betting, especially with a starting quarterback, that is a massive deal. Yeah, and... Burrows, Burrows, you know, where he is on the tier list of quarterbacks and the Bengals and the Ravens. That's It's a huge game, so obviously people are going to be worked up about that. But I also do, I understand the other side. I mean, how many times have you heard a player, you know, after the season say, oh, man, I dealt with a hamstring since week eight. Oh, 100%. And again, we know players do. We understand this. I, I, just, I just think when it's to a throwing, or it's on the throwing hand of a quarterback, yeah, that is pertinent information. It's pertinent information, in in my opinion. Again, um, because it affects everything. Because then, because then it affects Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. It, it affects all the lines. You're telling me the lines for for Jamar Chase are the same if you have Joe Burrow or Browning in the game? No, the line changes. I, again, is it not better? I don't really have a. A real big personal interest in this, right? Because I'm not losing money off this. Right, right. But I, I'm just saying, when you get in, in bed with betting, you have to be prepared for things like this to arise. And I'm sure FanDuel and DraftKings will do the right thing and refund all those bets, right? <laughs> it's tough, man. Uh, but if it's not their fault, then what are they supposed to do? Because yeah, if they didn't know, what, what are they supposed to do about this? Right. They're going to point fingers and say, that's on the Bengals for not disclosing this. Not us. It's a slippery slope, man. And again, that's what it comes down to, I always say with betting, don't bet what you can't risk to lose. Uh, exact reason, right? Like, it might not even be your fault. Literally, it might not be your fault. 
circumstances outside of your uh, your your mind's control. You might have every single statistic, uh, statistic to back up what you're going to do, but then an injury happens or an underlying circumstance happens, and what do you know? You're out money. Don't get me wrong. Betting is fun. It's a lot of fun. Trust me, I'll, I'll throw a couple bucks down, but again, because I can, I can lose two bucks. Right, I, I ain't betting right. two hundred. Right, I can risk five dollars on Thursday. Night I bet football. two bucks on Joe Burrow last night. <laughs> but look, you don't see me like I, I'm not going to sit here and be like the NFL. Like, no, I'm just saying transparency. Though this is what you have to be prepared for. All I'm saying, and again, I don't necessarily blame the the betting sites. I don't, because if they did not know. What are they supposed to do? So now the Bengals will turn to Jake Browning, an undrafted free agent out of Washington. Uh, He's been there since 2019. Uh, He's been in the Bengals practice squad, so in their system uh, since 2021. Uh, He won the backup job over Trevor Simeon in training camp. He looked decent. Yeah, that first drive he came in, uh, Herb Street mentioned one career attempt. Yeah. And first play, rolls out to the left, throws a bullet across the middle. First down. My first tweet was after that throw, and I said, is it too early to say Jake Browning is better than Mac Jones? <laughs> too early to add him to the list of quarterbacks already better than Mac Jones. I don't know, man. It's close. Maybe Mac Jones. Maybe he's just in the wrong system, Sterling. Is that what it is, you think? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. We we won't know until we see him with uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure make a huge difference. No, but Jake Browning looked, looked good. He ended up throwing a garbage time touchdown to uh, Jamar Chase again. I'm not saying good in the sense of he's this game-changing quarterback, but it wasn't a case of you saw him and he goes, oh, that's Tommy DeVito. Right, like, Tommy DeVito was the undrafted free agent yeah. out of Syracuse who was with the Giants. And you're like, that guy, the Giants were scared to throw the football with him. Again, you can make the case that the, the Bengals have a better offensive line, better uh, weapons, all that stuff. I get it. I'm just saying that Browning didn't look horrible. Uh, he will make his first career start on November 26th against the Steelers. The Bengals, who had 12 to 1 odds uh, to start, or 12 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl before Thursday's game, are now listed at 150 to 1 at ESPN Bet as of this afternoon. Uh, it's according to ESPN. I will say this before we move on. For a non-running quarterback, Joe Burrow's had a lot of pretty major injuries, right? Torrey's ACL early on. Was that, that was his ACL, correct? Yeah, rookie year. Rookie year. That was the ACL, mm-hmm. yeah. Torrey's ACL's rookie year. He had a calf injury that seemed fairly serious a lot of this uh, you know, training camp into the early part of the season. And they were still talking about in Week 11, that calf is not completely healed, right? They kept talking about it, bringing up at times. Yeah, he was getting it worked on uh, last night. Yeah, and then now he has a season-ending surgery that's likely going to cause, or season-ending injury is likely going to cause surgery on his uh, throwing hand. Again, for a non-running quarterback, and again, I'm not saying these are um, injury-prone diagnoses right here, but I am saying, like, for a non-running quarterback, these are some pretty major injuries to have. Like, if this would have happened to Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, you'd sit here and go, well, you know, they run a lot. Joe Burrow's a pocket passer. He doesn't really run a ton. I feel bad for him because this is a horrible situation this early into your career. I hate injuries for every single player, but, like, this early into your career, you've had this sort of rivalry. You are 
your window's still going to be open when you have him at quarterback, the same way you have Mahomes at quarterback, but Joe Burrow has had a lot of great weapons around him, and that offensive line's not great, Yeah, and it's still not great for them trying to build it up. They're not going to be able to keep Tyler, Chase, and T. Higgins realistically. Right. They've already started to, to give away pieces on the defensive side of the ball, like their safeties. Was it Jesse Bates? And who Jesse was, Bates now in Atlanta. and um, Who went to the, the Fal- um, Panthers? Their other safety went to the Panthers. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I'll find it. Yeah. Um, but my point is, they're veterans. They've already had to let go. And they've still yet to win a Super Bowl. Now, they've been to a Super Bowl, so you can say they've been farther than the Bills. But still. Von Bell. Von Bell. They were in their window. This was a year where, okay, bro's cap hit, not crazy. You can still afford to keep all these dudes. T. Higgins, five potential f- contract year this year. Yeah, five and five, and Burrow's out for the rest of the year. Again, the Bengals kind of or the the Bills in the same boat. Five and five. Josh Allen's contract isn't quite kicked in all the way yet. Stephon Diggs there, but now there's perpetually unrest. You went all in. You brought in Von Miller. Your veteran cornerbacks are not getting any younger. Obviously, with Tre'Davious White, he's also been injured a lot. Uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, also been injured a lot. You went all in. And you have nothing to show for it. I mean, realistically, you don't. And then it gave Davis up for uh, a contract. That's what's so fascinating and impressive about Kansas City is they've done it with Mahomes on a rookie contract, which is the easier way in the salary cap modern era to win a Super Bowl, right? That's the easier way. Yeah. Because yeah. you can afford to pay everyone else on the team. Your quarterback's not getting that, the 40-plus million a year. But then the, the Chiefs did it also with Mahomes on his second deal. They also won one. Without Tyreek Hill, without their wide receiver one. Yeah. Which is interesting because Bengals have had three, Bills have had Stephon, and they've yet to win. Right. What happens when you can't afford those guys? Drafting becomes super important. And both those teams, so far, they've hit on their current guys, Mm -hmm. but the guys that are supposed to follow in their footsteps, what have we seen? Not a lot. The Bills specifically, the Bills have struggled, in my opinion, over the past few seasons on on some draft picks. They got Dalton Kincaid. I think that was a good pick. Mm-hmm. He looks like a really good player. But again, that's, that's a tight end. How much is he moving the needle? Uh, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's a very good tight end. Dalton yeah. Kincaid is a rookie, but he's no Travis Kelsey. And how much do good tight ends move the needle versus other positions? Kyle Pitts is a very good tight end. How much is he helping out in Atlanta? I mean... You can say it's also the team, <laughs> say it's the scheme, when they have some fascination with John U. Smith to give him the ball for some reason. Eh, just Kyle Pitts is a decoy. Let's do, let's do a hand. You know we have B. John Robinson? Let's do a handoff with a backup tight end. B. John Robinson, a.k.a. elite decoy. Mm. The decoy of decoys. And I love how Arthur Smith is like, yeah, well, we don't care about your fantasy football team. And people are like, no, we care about the actual team on the field of winning football games. Like, that works yeah. when you win games. When uh, the Detroit Lions, when David Montgomery had, what, like three touchdowns and Jameer Gibbs didn't have a, a ton of touches, there were fancy people asking and, like, quote tweeting at uh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's like, we won the game. I don't care what your fantasy football team. We won the game. It worked. And, like, that's the answer when you were winning games and the guy that you tapped uh, to be getting more snaps over your rookie running yeah, back. they paid him in free agency. Yeah. I have no uh, no under no understanding or idea of what is happening in Atlanta. Um, don't have a future. Heineke's injured and bad. Yeah, 
Uh, Desmond Ritter is just bad. Mm -hmm. Feel for Falcons fans. Feel for them. But back to your Bills and Bengals point, really I think it emphasizes just how – you know, close to being shut, and basically how short of a window teams have yes. to really go for it. It's it it gets. I feel like it gets smaller and smaller to me every year. It's just it's yeah. It isn't the same what the Chiefs were able to do without paying Mahomes, and then now having paid him, still be top dog in the league. Yeah, because Burrow was drafted, and what 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 year is that? That was I'm looking up right now. That was the twenty twenty draft, right? Yeah, twenty twenty. So that's a 2020 draft. So, Josh still, Allen in 2018. Yeah. But you have about a four or five year window ish, right? Typically. It's about if you have your quarterback on the rookie deal. Yeah. Obviously, it gets a little wonky once you extend him, then that one, it can roll over. Just You can do a lot of cap numbers with it. But a lot of times, let's say you have a four or five year, if you're in the first round, you have a five year window. Well, realistically, they're not going to win as a rookie. Right? So now it's a four-year window. And then when Joe Burrow, again, you said this is rookie year, so it didn't really take a year out, but when you miss a year because of injury, well, that takes another year away from from what you can do. Um, Josh Allen last year with his injury to his elbow, I think, just sunk their chances. Again, the windows in the NFL are a lot smaller than you think they are. A lot shorter than you think they are. And that's why, again, this is why I think the Chiefs' window and the Chiefs' dominance in the AFC is so impressive. This is why I think because they've done it multiple ways. It's not just Mahomes on a rookie contract. They've done it now multiple ways, multiple iterations. The next one will obviously be when Travis Kelsey ever retires. That will be the next iteration of what this team looks like. But I think we're seeing it um, firsthand, transform, where they're, they put a lot of assets and resources into the defense. And we're seeing it pay off. They've, they've built this team a different way with first-rounders, three to be exact, on the defensive side of the ball. Karloftis, McDuffie, FAU. Where are the first-rounders on offense? Recently. Nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's defense. Yeah. And how many second-rounders? I mean, there's been a lot of second-rounders on, on offense as well with Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, and mm-hmm. I guess going back, you would say McCall Harbin, but I think that would still count as the previous right. uh, iteration of this team. I'd say Sky Moore and I would say uh, Rasheed Rice are the second-rounders on offense, right? Yep. You've got a couple offensive linemen. I'd almost even say Niang's kind of in the previous uh, iteration of this team, while Wanye Morris, uh, he was third-round, would be uh, this iteration of this team, right? Creed Humphrey, second-rounder. Creed Humphrey, there you go. So then defense, though, you have second-rounders, third-rounders with Leo, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton. Uh, you have a lot in the secondary with with, with Brian Cook, um, with Chamari Connor in the fourth round, mm-hmm. Joshua Williams in the fourth round. Legerious, well, Legarius Neen, I'd say, was in the previous iteration as well. But, but my, the point I'm trying to make is the Chiefs have spent a lot of resources, draft capital, and a lot of their free agent signings, the bigger ones, outside of Jawan Taylor, right? It wasn't weapons. It wasn't weapons. Yeah, it, it was, was Charles Dominahu. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, protection Charles Dominahu. It was, hey, that was a pretty big contract. It was pretty hefty. Um, then some smaller ones, Mike Edwards, Drew Tranquil. You just look around and a lot of the moves, which is why I've tried to preface a lot of what I've said this year going forward is, should we have seen some offensive regression coming while a massive positive progression on the defensive side of the ball? And I think we probably should have. We just 
we're so used to Mahomes, the offense, putting up so many points, right. and so used to the defense being the weak link. I think we, we, we didn't take a deep enough look. And we all thought, okay, defense top ten. You know, I said defense maybe top five. They're top three. Mm-hmm. And they might not be three. Yeah. I mean, right now it's them, the Ravens, and the Browns. Probably is the top three defenses in the NFL right now. Absolutely. 49ers can make a case. Um, but, Sterling, I go back to something you said. I, I feel like it was a couple weeks ago. The Chiefs offense sitting around, what, 12th, 13th in points per game? And then the Chiefs defense allowing the second fewest? Yeah. And you said if you had told somebody that without telling them which was which, yeah, that most people would guess, oh, that's the offense right there. At, offense right is second, two. and you'd say defense is defense 13th. Defense middle of the pack. And what you'd say is, wow, that's... That chief seems good. Yeah. Brett Feach did it again. You know? But because it's opposite, we're all here pa- panicking. I wouldn't say all of us because, I, again, I'm not panicking. But I think a lot of people are sitting here going, well, what's, wa- what's wrong? What's wrong? And I've said, yeah, there's some things that need to be cleaned up offensively, a lot of the short yardage situations, the red zone numbers, obviously wide receiver. But, again, if you look at some of the analytical numbers, some of the underlying numbers, there's a lot of positive room for, for progression here. Or even if you say regression to the mean, and that's in a positive way because the Chiefs have actually gained a good amount of yards in the ground or uh, yards in the game. They're third or fourth in yards per play, which is typically a pretty good indicator of of how efficient a team is. The issue is the turnovers and the stalling in the red zone. Um, if that gets fixed, which I think one can hope would, take the wide receivers out of the equation for just one moment. If even if they play, have they currently been playing? and the red zone numbers and the short yard situations improve, you're looking back again at a top five, top six offense in the NFL. Yeah. The only way is up, I, I see right now. They can only get better. And again, like I said, the defense is not having any fluky numbers to bring their uh, defensive rankings up. It's a case of they don't really cause a lot of turnovers. They actually give up the average middle-of-the-pack amount of touchdowns when teams get in the red zone, so it's not like they're they're just all of a sudden just a major improvement once they get inside the 20. No. They just don't let teams get to the red zone. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just a very solid defense, goal line to goal line. Chiefs defense is going nowhere. They're elite. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We will do our 8-10 pick Alright. No Dylan. Kyle. Better be good here. Doing our 8-10 pick'em, a look ahead at the upcoming week. Home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN at Kansas City. Time now for our weekly pick'em. Again, we do it on 810whb.com slash pick'em. At least we try to each week. I forget almost every single Thursday, and my it brings my rankings down, which is quite frankly is unbecoming because I would have had the Ravens or the Bengals last night. I don't get the point. I don't get it. And I need that extra point if I need to beat Dylan. I wonder if he did it this week. I hope he did. But since Dylan's not here, we got we got Kyle to do the picks for him. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no! We don't keep track. You don't. You don't have to put him in. You'll be fine. Uh, all right. We'll start with uh, first game: Lions Bears NFC North matchup here. I believe Justin Fields is back. Correct. He's supposed to be playing, but it doesn't matter. Give me the Lions. They're a freight train in the NFC. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Lions. Some people think they're they're just not a good team, and I'm like, you guys are wrong. 
They're a really good team, and the reason being, I, I get Jared Goff and the people that, that have some sort of, um, yeah, you know, he's not he's not a top tier quarterback. I, for one, think he is better than people give him credit for, and not just that. They have the best offensive line overall, I think, at the NFL right now. Um, They ran all over the Chargers' defense. They're great in pass protection, great in run protection. They're they're a top three, I think, unit in both metrics. Uh, Their defense is really solid. Uh, Again, maybe not spectacular, but they're really solid. I like Dan Campbell a lot. And they got weapons, man. Like I'm a huge fan of this Lions team. They're, They're a complete team. Uh, again, maybe not quite the upside because they don't have uh, a Josh Allen or a Mahomes. I get that. But, again, uh, when they're firing on all cylinders, they are a solid team. And I think people took that loss to the Ravens as um, who they are. Yeah. And I, I go, every team has a, has a bad loss this year. They they just didn't come to play that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Lions for the Bears in that one. Cardinals-Texans. This was interesting. The Texans right now at 5-4. and four. They're in the playoffs right now. Texans are. But the Cardinals now have Kyler Murray back. He looked decent, right? Obviously a huge upgrade. Uh, they got the win over the Falcons just this past week. Do they go 2-0 with Kyler Murray? I don't think so. Uh, Murray did look good in his return. You know, he was scrambling, and he made some nice throws. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with Zach Ertz out, that's a big loss for the Cardinals. But Trey McBride, young tight end, has, has stepped in admirably. Yeah. But... The Jaguars have been scuffling a little bit. They got beat down by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The Houston Texans all of a sudden have a shot at their division now. I know. Give me Houston. The Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud connection is real, and it's not just because of Tank Dell's name. Yeah, that's a great name, too. Um, you have the Houston Texans as well. This was tough for me because I think Kyler Murray has now gone on this weird roller coaster of actually being underrated at this point, which is kind of funny to say, because I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. Like I, I, I don't know if you want to build your franchise around him, but there's a lot of worse quarterbacks in the NFL than Kyler Murray. He does move the needle a little bit with some of his playmaking, right? Yeah, he, can, he can spark an offense. So for, sure. so, so for me, I, I'm almost like, is he underrated now at this point? But, I, but I've been so high on the Texans all year long. Uh, going into this year, they're my they're my surprise team. They've been surprising people. They've even surprised me. A guy who I, I was high, a team I was high on is still surprising me. They've done it. I've said C.J. Stroud might be MVP this year. Literally, I think C.J. Stroud has a real case of being MVP at this point. Fifteen touchdowns, two interceptions, most yards per game, second in the NFL in yards total on offense. Um, at least passing, and it's not checkdowns. Like, he launches the ball. Yeah. He doesn't just throw these little out routes. And it's not like he has Stephon Diggs, uh, A.J. Brown, Tyreek, Jalen Waddell. He doesn't have Travis Kelsey. He's got Dalton Schultz, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, Robert Woods. He's got a collection of guys. He doesn't have Travis Etienne. He's got Devin Singletary. And Damian Pierce He's been injured. Yeah, and it's like... Got a good offensive line. Yeah. They got a good offensive line. But my point is, it's not like he has these great weapons, and he's still getting it done. He's been great. I said he should have been 1-1. I will, I, will, I will perpetually be saying that. But he's just, he's calm. Brought him back after one of his interceptions against the Bengals. Is he going to collapse? No, he drove back down for the game-winning field goal. Yeah. And if you go into this year, if you want, what we know now, obviously, you're taking Tank Dell and Nico Collins over Sky Moore and uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Rasheed Rice because Rasheed's been pretty good. Kadarius Tony. How yeah, about that? yeah, we can say Kadarius. <laughs> but the the point is, you went into this. You you'd say who has a better wide receiver group? Again, not no, not what we know now, 
But going in, you're taking the Chiefs of the Texans. Yeah. Nico Collins was a third rounder. Tank Dell was a third rounder. It's not like first or second. Chiefs could have had both those guys. They could have taken Sky, Rasheed Rice, and both those guys if they wanted to. They were on the table. Their veteran was Robert Woods. Yeah. That is MVS. Yeah. They're, the, they're, they're the same thing. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've been very impressed with uh, CJ Stroud, even with some of the um, younger, maybe lack of expectations surrounding those weapons. I did like Dalton Schultz. So I thought it was a great uh, pickup um, in the offseason. All right, Cowboys, Panthers. Give me the Cowboys. Really? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, that's right. This guy, uh, I believe his name is C.D. Lamb. He's been on fire. Dak He's Prescott been so has good, been man. firing on all, on all cylinders. I know uh, a lot of fantasy football people are disappointed in Tony Pollard, but I still believe in the, in the Cowboys offense. They crush bad teams. That That's the only reason why. Yeah. They crush bad teams to make you think they're good. I've said this for a while now. I don't think the Cowboys are a bad team. But I do think there's a little something to when they win, they don't let up. They're trying to put 50 on you. And then the point differential looks good and some of the numbers look good. I've noticed this. And their wins, they will hammer you. It's the anti-Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid, when he gets up, he's like, all right, guys, we don't want to embarrass them. You're like, Andy, you're up three. Come on. The Cowboys are like, all right, we're only up 21 with two minutes left. We better throw the ball to C.D. Lamb. Like, uh, yeah, let's get him his 14th catch of the day. So <laughs> I think the Cowboys, to me, I think I think they fooled some people because you look at the box scores. But then you watch them play, and you're like, man, they're just hammering bad teams. They're just taking it out on bad teams. Now, they did have a case that they could have and maybe should have beaten the Eagles. They had a couple of 50-50 calls go against them, you know? Um, was it Shoemaker on the uh, end zone when he was like you couldn't tell if there was a touchdown or not and it was fourth down they didn't get it and um, but yeah the Cowboys were the Panthers for sure alright Chargers Packers you can never pick the Chargers and be confident in it so I am going to still say Chargers but it's more like a 60-40 type of deal here yeah Man, they let me down last week. I had them upsetting the uh, Lions. Ooh. I had, cause, cause oh, that's rough. I think the Chargers win. And again, I've said this every single week. I've said this every single week, and it still rings true. Brandon Staley is on the hot seat. So when you're a coach on the hot seat, you're, there's, so, there's something extra, right? right? And they actually look pretty darn good against the Lions. The, the defense did not, obviously. But, but the offense was pretty damn good. I think it looks good, and the Packers can't score enough. Yeah. Right? Those early couple days and games of Jordan Love, and oh, wow, Jordan Love looks like they found another franchise quarterback. It's, uh, yeah. Now he's completing just over 50% of passes. Like, yeah. It's, it was just fine when, you, when, when he was putting up 250 and three touchdowns and no picks a game. Yeah. But when you can't complete a pass and you're not throwing touchdowns and you're getting a little uh, confused out there, ball's not moving. I don't think the Chargers' defense is, is this great defense, but they can put pressure on you, and uh, they'll put pressure on Jordan Love. So I got the Chargers of the Packers in that one as well. Uh, Raiders, Dolphins, Raiders riding high. They're 5-5. Five and five. 
Now with the news to Joe Burrow, you know, the Bengals potentially out of the playoffs now. It's, if, we're, if we're being real, they're out of the playoffs already. The, the Raiders yeah. are already ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But now no Joe Burrow. You know, that's maybe another team they have to compete with. Raiders 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. They're riding high. Vibes only. They hated Josh McDaniels apparently. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, like, when you smoke a cigar after winning a game in the regular season against the Giants, yeah. how then, bad did you hate your head coach? Yeah, the players are giving out their own game balls. That was an awesome video that they posted. So yeah. they're playing for each other right now, which can be a little dangerous. I love Max Crosby. I like some of their defensive pieces, although they're not good defensive. There's a couple guys I like. Offensively, they still have, you know, Devontae Adams, uh, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs. You're starting to see Mike Mayer get a little bit more involved, which is nice to see as a tight end. But end of the day, how far and how good is Aiden O'Connell? That remains to be seen. The Dolphins coming off of a bye Sitting there at six and three, who wins this one? That is the reason I will take Miami. Coming off the bye, they need to do what the Cowboys have been doing: beat bad teams. And I don't want to call the Raiders a bad team, but I am going to call their quarterback a below-average quarterback. I think Miami should crush the Raiders. I, I think Miami does win. Um, but man, tip your cap to the Raiders. They've stuck around, hung in it. 100%. And I, and I will say, their easy part of their schedule is, is over now. You look at their wins, both New York teams. Um, it was like a 17-16 win over Green Bay. Um, they haven't beaten a good team yet. The Raiders have taken care of business against bad teams, but they're not out here being world beaters. Yeah, they've got Miami, Kansas City, Minnesota, mm. Chargers. Kansas City, ouch, ouch. Yeah. That's a gauntlet. They're, they might not win another game. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Commanders. Now, here's where I'm going with my first upset pick. Yeah. I'm sorry, is Daniel Jones back? Uh, no, but as long as Saquon plays in this game, I think they're going to run the ball like 35 times. <laughs> and Washington's run defense is not as good as it once was. I have to throw an upset pick in here somewhere, okay? I can't just keep going with home favorites. Uh, it's no fun if we just go with favorites the whole game, the whole time. So I'm going Giants as my upset pick this week. I like Sam Howell a lot. I like the Washington offense a lot. I'm saying Washington's going to overlook. Uh, yeah, I can see that. The Washington's going to overlook the Giants, and then Saquon's going to go for like 160 and two tutties. And, again, the Giants' defense isn't quite as bad as people think it is. Yeah, no, their defensive line gets after you. And Sam Howell gets sacked a lot. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from. I still think there's too much There's too much talent. Terry McLaurin, J- Jahan Dotson. Oh, no, I Washington, this is already a stupid pick, but I, 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 was t- <laughs> like, I don't actually like 100% believe the Giants win, but I have to go out on a limb here and, and, and try to talk myself into an upset here. All right. Uh, I see Dylan's upset coming up uh, in a little bit, so I'm going to stick with uh, Washington for now. Okay. Uh, I even have Sam Howell in fantasy football in a league. Like, who would have thought that right now? In two leagues I'm in, C.J. Stroud and uh, Sam Howell. Those are my nice. starting quarterbacks in two different leagues. I went and picked up Josh Dobbs. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I started off with Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson in one, and now I'm down to uh, C.J. Stroud. You might be asking, why'd you drive two two quarterbacks? Because I'm smart and traded yeah. Lamar Jackson for Amon Ross St. Brown. There you go. Yeah, I was a smart man. Because mm-hmm. I go, Anthony Richardson's cooking. Literally the next game, he's out for the season. And I only got lucky because someone dropped C.J. Stroud when I think they were on their bye. 
and they needed to pick up a quarterback, and I snagged him, or else I would be with uh, Josh Dobbs. That'd be that. That would be working out well right now. Josh Dobbs, he's been cooking. Yeah, CJ Stroud's been cooking. Okay, that That's forty. True. He's, that been, is true. he's been he's been <laughs> cooking. Uh, all right, Steelers Browns. I'm going with another upset, at least as it is right now. I'm going with the Steelers. Very low scoring game. This is going to be ugly. I know the Browns put a lot of points. Honestly, it was hilarious. The best half of the Browns football season this year has been with Watson being injured. Right. Like when he was injured, all of a sudden the offense took off. Made no sense. Steelers defense is solid. I don't like Kenny Pickett at all, but I like Dorian Thompson. Robinson. Thompson, Robert, even less. <laughs> DTR, even less. Um, going to be just an AFC North battle, man. It's going to be a good game, but yeah. I, I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin, who I think is a better head coach. Yeah, it's going to be another game. One in the trenches, I still think uh, Cleveland Browns defense, while the Steelers might have a good defense, Cleveland Browns, I think, have an elite defense. And I don't trust Kenny Pickett. At all. I mean, I am so far out on Kenny Pickett, it's it's unbelievable. Um, so, still, give me the Browns. They can still run the ball. Mm. Uh, run the ball in defense. That's old school football. Man. I will say, though, Jalen Warren for the Steelers is a really solid back. He's a little bit of that kind of scat back. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quick. Very good pass catcher. He's been way more efficient than Najee Harris. and You're starting to see it play out. 50-50 snap count share, or yeah. 50-50 touches at least. And you're seeing what Jalen Warren's doing. And to an extent, it's actually motivated Najee Harris at times, too. Um, they're looking a little, little better. And also, uh, I think Pat Frymuth might be back this week, which would be a big boost uh, for the Steelers' offense, the tight end. Uh, Titans-Jags, this is a good game. Uh, I'm in a survivor pool, somehow still alive. Uh, my survivor pool is with Ian McMillan. I do a podcast called Stacking the Box with him, a national one. And he got out week three. He's way smarter than me. He's a very good man when it comes to bets. And somehow my dumbass is still alive. And this week I have the Jags. You know what sucks about this? I've been holding back a lot of good teams. I've yet to use the Chiefs. I've yet to use the Eagles. Very smart. I had been yet to use the Bengals. Oh, no. (laughs) And you look down the slate of games this week. A lot of... Easy picks, right? Should be should be easy. Bleep me, I've used all the teams. I I've used all the I've even used Washington already this year. I've already used the Chargers this year. I've already used the Cowboys this year. I've already used Detroit this year. All the teams. What about the New York football giants? I am not surprised I'm not gonna pick a ten point upset as oh, my as my okay. survivor pool. Okay. Yeah. So it left me with two teams, Vikings-Broncos, and I was going to go with the Vikings as an upset lock, which seems bold. So I go, well, bleep it. I guess I'm going with the Jags. I actually think the Titans have a really good chance of winning this football game. I really do. I'm going with the Jags, but I do not think they cover. I'm pretty much going with the Jaguars because my my heart needs me to because the longer I stay alive, if I go the entire 17 games... Wow, 18-week season right now. I guess you're right. Freaking NFL. Making it harder. I get a new driver. He buys me a new driver. I'm doing it for the love of golf, baby. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going Jags. Mm. I want to go Jaguars, but that's thrashing. They took at the hands of the 49ers. Really soured me on the Jaguars, and Calvin Ridley has also soured me on the Jaguars. That's more of a fantasy football pundit's take right there. But... 
I think the Jaguars bounce back. Tennessee is three and six for a reason. I like Will Levis. He looks mm. like a dog out there. But still, give me. I know Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing this year. Yeah. Still. Well, if you've heard me talk, I've said that the Jags are the most, I think, slightly overrated team. Like, they're six and three. I get it. I like. I love Doug Peterson. I love a lot of their weapons. Their defense has been great. I think Trevor Lawrence has been overrated. I'm not going to get into it again. I've talked about it in the last three shows. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think I still think he's a good quarterback. But the people that think he's Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, um, he, he's not. He he's he's not Dak Prescott even this year. Um, he's Kirk Cousins this like like. He's not Kirk Cousins this year. Either. He's not. He's not a needle mover this mm-hmm. year. He's he's been a guy. Um, I'm not saying for the future he's not going to be a great quarterback, or but I don't I don't, I don't see that eliteness in him. I see good in him. Yeah. I see Kirk Cousins, Dak in him. I don't see Joe, Josh, or one of the other greats. So, uh, Buccaneers, 49ers. We can be quick on this one. I'm assuming. Niners. But oh, yeah, we're going with the Niners. Ooh, Come on. If you got another upset. If coming. you think I was seriously going to go with Baker Mayfield against why not the 49ers defense? You're out of your gourd. Although Rashad White might have a day. Willie. They've been using him a lot more as a pass catcher, uh-huh. and he's a really good pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Really good pass catcher. Um, I still don't think... They're not going to do anything, but yeah. just just something to keep, keep in, in mind here. I think they, they, um, they might cover... And I like the over in this game because I think the Niners will score a decent amount, and I think the Bucks will score uh, enough yeah. to hit that over. Some garbage time to Mike so, Evans. Yeah, garbage time to Mike Evans. There. Or Rashad White might be pretty good. Not like I have him in fantasy or something. Uh, and Alvin Kamara's on a bye. Uh, Bills. J- Seriously, my team has been decimated, dude. Kamara's on a bye. Saquon Barkley has no quarterback, so he runs about 30 times a game with a high ankle sprain, right, and, right. and he runs for two yards a carry. Devontae Adams has been cheeks ever since week five. Adam Thielen has been great. Yeah, there you go. And Amon Ross Sam Brown. You look at my team on paper and you're like, that's the best Madden team I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you look and you're like, damn, how are you 500? Yeah, that's the best team of 2019 that I've ever seen. Dude, my <laughs> my team is unreal. For it, Somehow it's 500. You're like, how do you have all these guys? Smart trades and the fact that they all uh, they never do anything put anything together. It's just like, a, oh, oh, great. Yeah, Adam Thielen was great this week. Oh, he had 1.8 points last week? Oh, sure. Oh, Javante Adams was held for like two catches. Neat. Need what are you gonna do? Start free. Oh, T. Higgins on your team too, and he's been hurt and bad. Oh, neat, cool. Yeah, yeah. T. Higgins, great pick, Sterling. You idiot. Yeah, I picked T. Higgins too. Yeah, I was bad. That was dumb. I dumb. I said contract year. I go contract year is undefeated. T. Higgins gonna gonna ball out. Yeah. Earn himself twenty million plus a year. Yeah, he is sure not doing that. Uh, Bills, Jets, man, Bills five hundred. Jets four and five. I shouldn't, and Dylan's going to kill me. It's close. Give me the Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 The Bills are in a snowball. I've seen no evidence that that organization or Josh Allen knows how to stop a snowball from getting bigger and causing an avalanche. 
and rolling down the hill. Which is weird because they're in Buffalo and you think that they'd be very yeah. good. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like probably like a, a weekly, nay, daily occurrence yeah, they have. They all drive snowplowers down yeah. there, but no, give me the Jets. Upset city. Love that. See, we ha- we both had to take at least one bold one. Mine's the Giants, yours is the Jets. Somehow the two worst teams maybe in the NFL right now, and I'm kidding. Actually, the Jets are decent. Like, yeah. Their defense is great, really good. Um, they got some weapons. I really like Garrett Wilson. Alan yeah. Lazard has been horrendous. Alan Lazard has been so frustrating to watch. Like again, not I have z- I, I've never had money on him. I'm not a Jets fan. I don't care. Alan Lazard has been frustrating to watch because I don't even care that much about Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson gets all his blame, and I'm sitting here going. Lazard is just perpetually getting you penalties and drop balls. He's not getting open. What's he bringing to the table? You have a offensive line that has been one of the worst in football. Aaron Rodgers ain't making this better because he can't move. All he's going to do is get injured again. Man, if the Jets had an offensive line, I think we'd be talking about this team a little differently this year. I think we'd be talking yeah. about Zach Wilson a lot differently. I'm just trying to bring some perspective into the equation here. But the Bills win this game to me. They're going to bounce back. I'm still fairly high on them. But they need to because they're about to enter after this game. This is their easy game. Their easy stretch was against the Broncos and the Jets. You go 0-2 there, you're done. You're toast. You ain't making the playoffs. So they need this. Um, Seahawks, Rams. This is one of the closest games spread-wise. It's basically a pick-em game. Um, I'm going Seahawks. I've gone back and forth. I'm not super high on the Seahawks. I do like the Rams' offense to an extent. But... The Seahawks seemingly find ways to win games, and that's what it comes down to. The Rams have found ways to lose, while the Seahawks have found ways to won it, uh, to win, and I think that continues. If Matthew Stafford is back and he's 100%, I do like the Rams, and I believe yeah. reports are he is back after only missing the, the one week. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I still think the Seahawks are a little bit more talented. They've got the better defense, and I think when they're clicking – the better offense as well. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, Broncos, close game. Vikings are the underdogs. Broncos favored after that win. Huge win over the Bills. Broncos moving to four and five. Mm. Four and five, a little salty. They win this game. They're back to 500. Dobbs has been riding high. Vikings have been riding high. Who gets it done? Give me the Broncos. They impressed me against uh, against Buffalo. And I know. Josh Dobbs is he's having a magical season. The pastor not, they call him. But no, gimme give gimme give Denver. Their defense has really, really picked it up. I know everyone they were the butt of a lot of jokes. Yep. They've been great Fantastic. over the past what, four weeks, five weeks? Yeah. Um I acted the Broncos as well. Okay. Uh, I did not think you were gonna go with him. Because to me this is an upset pick. I I know the spread doesn't say mm-hmm. so, but you talk to a lot of media, a lot of it's just been Vikings, and I love the Vikings. Actually, I think I don't think they're a bad team. Yeah, I think the Broncos are a little better than we're giving credit for now. Like they're not a good team, Broncos. I don't think, but their defense is playing hot right now, and Russell Wilson has been sneakily solid. Right, he's not moving the needle, but he's reminding you of Alex Smith before that final year here in Kansas City. A lot of short yardage, six, seven, eight yard passes, but what do they do? They move the sticks. Yeah, it's run, run, third and se- third and two, third and three, five yard pass. Yeah, play Javante action. Javante Williams had himself a nice game receiving yeah. and running against Buffalo. Uh, again, they're not a great team, but they move the ball, and I think it's going to be a slug. And then eventually, you might get Josh Dobbs to make a mistake. Um, Chiefs, Eagles. I had the Chiefs. 
Give me Kansas City. I know both teams are coming off a bye. Yeah. But that Chiefs, the Chiefs injury report, they had no injuries on it. Fire me up. And we will talk about that a lot more on Monday. Obviously, that is the Monday night game. The Chiefs having basically, what, half a month off between games. Uh, not bad to get right, huh? Not bad to get healthy. You love to see it. We will take a quick break. Come back home stretch, ESPN, Kansas City. Welcome to the home stretch, ESPN, Kansas City. If you guys would so indulge me, um, I did a really cool thing with Special Olympics uh, as a gaming for inclusion. They're doing a celebrity showcase um, this upcoming weekend. Uh, it's really cool. So a whole bunch of uh, Special Olympics athletes. They're doing a whole bunch of esports, playing Rocket League, and we actually had a chance to sit down and talk with Jamal Charles. So I had a chance to interview Jamal Charles. It was me and one of these Special Olympics athletes. Really cool getting a chance to talk with him because if you didn't know, Jamal Charles actually got his start in sports with Special Olympics. That's how he got introduced to sports. And then you look at him now, and he's hopefully going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's actually up for induction in 2024. But it was fun. We had a lot of fun. I asked him also if uh, he wants to play with Mahomes. His answer might shock you. Yeah. You got to listen. So if you go to my Twitter account, you'll see I retweeted it. It's also on the Special Olympics Twitter account as well. But it it was such a fun time, man. It was so cool. We talked with him, uh, Javon House. Um, We talked with the last weekend's uh, winners from the Special Olympics uh, eSports Rocket League Showcase. Really cool. Really nice people. Um, Really fun. Really Rocket cool. League is that 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 game where you play it's like, soccer? It's like with soccer cars? with like bumper cars. Nice. It's really cool. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a gamer. I've, I really played it, but it was really fun. I, I learned a lot. I watched a four and a half hour uh, show. Like uh, I watched the entire. I was trying to get myself prepared before the interviews and everything. So I, I watched a four and a half hour long kind of crash course to get me up to date because I wanted to make sure I, I knew a little bit what I'm talking about. Yeah. Even yeah, I'm not yeah, a gamer yeah. necessarily. I want to at least do some prep work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of playing fun. Madden. I play, oh, I play Madden. That, that, that's your game. I play Madden, I play it will be the show, and I play Call of Duty. There you go. That's what I got. But as far as like the actual like online games like that, you know, I'm not uh not for me. Uh, again, Mark Andrews likely out for the season with that ankle injury. Browns to bring in Joe Flacco for a workout. And then of course Joe Burrow also out for the year. This was the home stretch. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, we are out.